Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au So good to be in church, so good to gather with God's people. Sunday mornings are my favourite part of the week and just to gather with the church and, and, and be able to worship together and hear the word. Um, I can assure you that Life Christian Centre uh, is not a one-man band. Uh, there are some incredibly great people that uh, form part of our church and, and some incredible ministries that God has gifted uh, this church with. And this morning, uh, we're privileged to hear from one of those ministries, uh, Vincent, is going to be sharing uh, the word uh, this morning. Amen. Vincent and his wife, uh, Sydney, uh, Cindy, have been attending our church for many years. Uh, they lead an incredible life group, and uh, Vincent o- oversees uh, our prayer ministry at church. Um, many of us don't know, but before our service even begins, there's a team of people that are, uh, are praying for us and praying for this service and the next one uh, to come, and he leads that particular group. And if ever you have needs, then you know we, we pass them on to this group who, 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 who begin to pray for those. And, and there's plenty of room uh, in the room there where they pray, and I would encourage you to attend that. Uh, Vincent not only leads the prayer ministry, but he is a man of prayer. And uh, he's a man of faith and character. And I know that um, he's been praying about this morning. And I know that God is going to speak to us and encourage us as we uh, prepare to break bread. So will you give him uh, a big warm welcome as he comes uh, to minister and to share the word this morning. Amen. Praise God. God is good. Amen. Wonderful God. Thank you so much for the warm welcome, and uh, especially when you're home and you get welcomed, you feel ticklish in your heart. <laughs> and I want to invite you to rise to your feet, and we're going to put our hands together and glorify the Lord of Lord, the Jesus Christ who saved us, who healed us, who is here in our midst. Let's acknowledge the presence of God in our midst as we put our hands together and shout hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, mighty God, we praise you, mighty God. We thank you, Father, for you are worthy, O Lord God. We stand before you, O Lord God, as your people, hungry and thirsty for more of your God. And we say, would you come, O Lord, by your grace and your mercy? Would you touch us today, O Lord? Even as we break bread today, O Lord God, we cry out to you, O Lord, and say, would you take us in the place of encounter with you? Would you come, O Lord God, and reach out to each and every individual in this place today? In the glorious and mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I want to take you very quickly, uh, without delay, to a scripture that is uh, one of my favorites. But uh, as I was thinking about uh, this message and praying, I thought, Lord, I don't have a subject title for this one. But I felt in my spirit to title it, Where is Jesus When It Hurts? We're living in a time and a day where everywhere you turn, you see someone hurting. Sometimes way too close to home. Everyone is hurting. Sometimes people can't hide it. 
as they look at you, you just can sort of see tears in their face, though the face is white, um, is wiped clean, but you sort of can see something is hurting. Where is Jesus when it hurts? You may have asked yourself that question before. When I'm hurting, where is he? He's Emmanuel. He said, I will be with you every time till the end of the day. Where is Jesus? I want to take you to a time in the Bible where the disciples, just like us, they were hurting because what happened did not happen specifically to them, but it happened too close to home that they felt the pain and no one was there to answer them. No one was there, uh, was there to, cons uh, to console them at a time. But every time that things do happen, the scripture I want to start with is John chapter 14, verse 29, which says, I have told you these things before they happen, so that when they happen, you may believe. Jesus was with the disciples. He taught them. They saw him do miracles. They saw signs and wonders. They saw him command things happening. And yet, suddenly, he was taken away, tried, crucified, and dead. Physically, they could not see Jesus. The one who was comforting them the one in whom they counted so much, the one in whom they relied so much. And as the disciples were going through all of that, we have a couple of scriptures where in John where, which counts, uh, talks to us about, I told you these things so that when it happens, you may remember. You and I, we may be coming to church for a long time, we may be reading the Bible for a long time, and yet God has been speaking to us. And when it starts hurting, it seems like the scripture comes back in play again. I told you these things so that when it happens, you may believe. I will base my, scripture, uh, my message today in Luke chapter 24, verse 13 to 32. We're not going to read the whole thing right now, but we'll read as we go through. We live in a time, as I was speaking about People hurting, even ourselves sometimes hurting in the family and close ones. We live in a time where knowledge is so at hand. As really to the true meaning of knowledge is power. You feel like if you know something, you really know something, it can help you. But the Bible says, the time is coming in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14, the time is coming for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. It is time for you and I right now to begin to go back to the source. It's time for you and I right now to go back to the word of God because we need the knowledge of the glory of God to fill our life more than anything that's what we need. That's why Jesus said, I gave you knowledge. I told you these things so that when they happen, you may remember. The disciples with Jesus, Jesus tried, crucified, gone physically, not in their midst anymore. And then on the third day, the women came and said, we saw him. 
We went to the tomb. We saw him. We know that whole story. I'm not going back to that. That's not my message today. But you know, as they came back and told the disciples, they were in dismay. It seems like the joy was robbed from the disciple. It seems like somebody has taken their peace. What are you going through today that has robbed your joy? What are you going through today? What is happening close to home that has stolen your peace? Really going fast ahead of myself, I would say, lean on the word of God. Verse 13 of chapter 24 of Luke. Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles, about 14 kilometers, 12 to 14 kilometers from Jerusalem. As they were traveling, they were talking about what was happening to them. As they were traveling, they were hurting, they were crying and discussing what happened. Can you believe it? What are you saying that has happened to you? What is hurting you? What are you saying? What are you talking about that has robbed your peace? What are you thinking about that has made you uncomfortable? Sometimes it's too uncomfortable that it's even difficult to pray. Sometimes it's too uncomfortable, it's even difficult to open the Bible. I feel your pain. I am with you. Jesus is with you right now. He feels your pain. He knows what you are going through. And as the disciples were talking about that, here comes Jesus walking alongside them. Imagine as you are hurting. Imagine as you are thinking in the closed doors of your house, in your room, in your own heart. You are thinking about things which are hurting you, things which has happened to you, things which have made... It's so uncomfortable. The world is so unrighteous. The world is so corrupt. And you think, man, this shouldn't have happened. How did that happen? I did, yet I did everything right. And Jesus draws along just like that stranger on the road to Emmaus at a time the disciples were talking, draws along, eavesdropping, God does that a lot. And he calls, what are you talking about? Why are you so sad? Why? What has robbed your, your peace today? At times, it feels like you and I may answer Jesus in the same way the disciples did answer Jesus. Cleophas turns and says, are you the only stranger? Are you the only one who doesn't know what has happened in Jerusalem? It seems like sometimes you, you ask God even in that prayer, in that moment you can pray, you go, God, are you even aware of what has happened? Are you estranged to my situation? Are you estranged to this unrighteousness that has been done unto me? Are you estranged to this corrupt world I'm living in and yet you said I'm not of the world, yet I'm in the world? 
I want to tell you this morning that there is a benefit of welcoming a stranger like Jesus. He may seem to be a stranger to your situation at the time you are hurting because the hurt is so much, the pain is so deep, the cut is so deep. Just welcome him. And he said, tell me what's happening. Tell me what's happening to you. Then he said to them, uh, as they, they spoke with him, they told him everything. They told him, look, there was this Jesus, this happened, and that happened, and finally, we are left with no hope. Finally, we don't know where to turn to. Finally, I don't know what even to do. I don't even know if I can pray. I don't even know if I can even go to church. Sometimes we do say that. I don't even know what to do. If I can even open up to somebody. Oh, there is a good friend who stands by, who steps by, who is eavesdropping into your situation, and he hears the cry of your heart even this morning, and he says, tell me what has happened. And as the disciples told Jesus, he turned to them and said, oh, foolish of heart. You foolish one. In verse 25, he says, then he said to them, oh, foolish ones, how slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. You know, it's insensitive sometimes for someone when you are hurting who tells you, how can't you understand? Pastor Joe was preaching about it yesterday. How can't you understand? You go, that's so irrelevant and insensitive. You are so rude and you can't feel my pain. You can't. Jesus understands. And yet, he would say to someone like me today and say, oh, foolish one, slow of heart to understand what the Bible has said. That's why the knowledge of the word of God shall increase. Let's welcome the word of God in our lives. Let's cry out to the word of God to take root in our lives. Because there is no deeper root that can make us stay put if not the word of God. If not the word of God. And Jesus began to unfold the scriptures to the disciples. And he took them all the way to Moses. Oh, there is a benefit of welcoming Jesus in your life, in your life situation, in your circumstances, in whatever you're going through. There is a great benefit. As Jesus began to answer them, point number one. I tried to make some points. <laughs> I struggled then, but um, I believe that uh, God is going to help me with those points so they will flow well. Point number one. As Jesus answered the disciples, I want to tell you today that the answer to your situation, the answer to your life circumstances, the answer to what you are going through is revealed in Jesus Christ. For he is the answer to every question and everything. There is no answer if there was no question. You have a lot of questions, so do I. Sometimes we wonder, just a simple one, why COVID? One of the questions, common one. Why? People are losing jobs and things are happening. Why this situation? Jesus is the answer. Unless we allow the knowledge of the glory of God, the knowledge of the word of God, to flood our lives like the water covers the sea. 
I don't see any part of the sea which we will say, hey, this part, the water is only on the surface, did, did not reach the bottom. In the sea, it reaches the bottom. Shall we allow the word of God to reach the bottom of our deepest being, even this morning? Jesus is the answer. And as he explained to them all the scriptures, they were marveled. They did not feel all alone anymore. You are not alone, point number two. In your pain, in your suffering, in your questioning, in that time you feel like God seems so distant, in that time you feel like you're all alone, Jesus is no longer physically alongside you, you are not alone. Let me assure you of that. There's an old song we used to sing, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. You are not alone. Jesus is on, on your side. He is with you. Even right now, even this very moment, Jesus is with you. And as the disciples began uh, to talk to Jesus at a time, and he told them everything. And then they were like, wow, how marvelous. If I can get this thing back again, shut, me, shut on me. There we go. Praise God. We can leave those. We go now solo. <laughs> Always, technology, even if you work in IT, it still challenges you. <laughs> and as Jesus is the answer, I want to tell you today that, you know, Jesus saves. He does back up. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to go to the traditional method. We got pen and paper. Same with the scriptures. It's good to go back to the scriptures. It's good to go back to the word of God. Let not stay into just the anointing. Let not stay just into, wow, I feel good. Let not stay just into the songs were so good. Let's go back to the word of God. Let's go back to the depth of what God is calling us for. Because that's what is destined for us. And as you are not alone... As the answer is revealed in Jesus, point number three, ask God to open the eyes of your heart as he is alongside you. Sometimes in that moment of difficulty, sometimes in that moment of challenge, we don't even know what to, answer, to pray for. Simple prayer, God, would you show me your glory? God, would you show yourself in this situation? I don't even know what to pray for. There has come times in my life where I've decided and said, you know what? I'm no longer going to pray for this situation to change. I don't even know where to turn to. I don't even know if it's going to change. Simple one. I've been on a challenge with the government and where my visa was rejected, everything gone, and I was asked to leave. And I said, God, you know what? I'm no longer going to pray for that. What your will is will be done for me. Now what I want is reveal yourself to me. Guess what? I'm still in Australia. <laughs> the word of God says, ask Jesus to reveal himself to you. The disciples stood there letting Jesus revealing himself to, uh, to them. Somebody said to me, Jesus is such a gentleman that he will not force himself into your life. I can approve that. I can support them. 
Revelation chapter 3, verse 20 says, Behold, I stand at the gate and I knock. If you hear my, my voice and open and let me in, I will come in, I will dine with you and you with me. Sometimes that's all we need to do in that moment of difficulty. Sometimes that's all we need to do in that moment of questioning. Sometimes that's all we need to do in that moment where you feel like, I don't know what to do. Just a simple prayer, Jesus, would you come into my life? I would not stop praying that prayer because I've seen the fruits of it. And as Jesus came in and began to speak with them, and they, they were going in verse 29 of uh, Luke 24, he says, as they drew near, he, I put my words, the Vincent version, he pretended he was going further. He seemed to be going further, the Bible says. And in verse 29, I read that, it says, but they constrained him, saying, abide with us. That's all we need sometimes. Lord, abide with me. In this time of difficulty, would you abide with me, O oh Lord Jesus? Would you reveal yourself unto me? And when I was looking into the word constrained, means they wrestled physically, actually. They held him. They just did not beg him. Lord, would you stay with us? No, they begged him and they hurried and go. No, you are not going. You are staying with us here. Would you stay with us here? He will not refuse. Sometimes uh, all we need is go back to that moment of Jacob wrestling with the angel. In that moment of difficulty, in that moment and that situation you're going through and say, God, I'm not going to let you go unless uh, you reveal yourself unto me. I'm not going to let you go. Would you abide with me in this very situation I am going through? And Bible says, Jesus did not refuse them. Neither will he refuse you today. He came in, sat down with them. I love this part. I said, verse 30. Now it came to pass as they sat at the table. When, they had took, uh, when he took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them, their eyes were opened. Their eyes were opened. As you welcome him. Revelation 3.20 says, I will come in, I will dine with you and you with me. As you welcome him, as you say, Lord, would you come in my life? You don't need to have said that prayer only when you received Jesus and got born again. You can still say it again today. You can still say it again today and tomorrow because that shows you need him to step into your situation. He broke bread and sat down with them. They were pleased. Their eyes were opened. Bible says, as we hear the word of God in Hebrews 3, 7, as we hear the word of God today, as the spirit of God speaks today, do not harden your heart. Sometimes it's just that moment when you go, you know what, this is not for me. That's the moment. But as we let the word of God get into our hearts, permeate the being of our being, uh, the being of our hearts, of our lives, God begins to reveal himself. And then they say this one thing, which I believe some of us would have said at times, in verse 32, which I'm finishing with. And they said to one another, did not our hearts burn within us while he was speaking with us on the road, while he opened the scriptures unto us? Sometimes you get just that moment and go, I know God is in charge. 
But you know what? The situation is so grave. It's so deep. It's so big. It's so humongous. And you go, no, I can't even see God into this. Draw back into that again. Our hearts were burning within us when he was speaking with us, when we were listening to the scriptures, when you were reading the scriptures. Do not doubt in your heart. Open your heart and let God come in. As, uh, and we're going to break bread very soon. I want to invite you tonight, uh, this morning, and say, you know what? What we may need to do is just welcome Jesus and say, Lord, would you come in my situation today? Would you come into this situation? Maybe you're standing in the gap for somebody who's going through a difficult situation. The best prayer you can do on their behalf is, Lord, would you come into this situation today? I welcome you, Lord Jesus. Don't just eavesdropping into this situation. Would you speak into this situation? Shall we stand to our feet today as we pray? Before we break bread, I want to invite you to begin to cry out to God and say, would you speak into this situation? Would you step into this situation today? I welcome you, Lord Jesus. I surrender to you and I say, come, Lord, as we break bread today, let my eyes be open. Let me see things from your perspective. Let me see what you're seeing in that because you are the answer. You already see me through it. Can I begin to see from your perspective that I'm coming out victorious, that I'm coming out conquerors because you have made me more than a conqueror. As we close our eyes and we pray, I want to invite you, just put your hands on your heart as we pray today and say, God, I invite you today. Would you come into this situation today? Oh, mighty God. Oh, our Father. We welcome you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we cry out to you, Lord. We know that, Lord, you know every situation we've been going through. You know every moment, Lord, that, Lord, we've been hurting. Sometimes the hurt is so much that we don't recognize you anymore. And we cry out to you, Lord, and surrender this situation unto you. As the Lord God, we touch our hearts today. We say, would you touch us deep within, Lord? Would you confirm your word upon our lives, Lord God, today we pray. In Jesus' glorious name, come, Lord, come by your grace and your mercy. Come, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, mighty God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. What a great word. Where is Jesus when it hurts? I tell you where he is. He's walking beside us. The Bible says the disciples were downcast and maybe you're downcast today. You're asking the question, where's Jesus? He's walking with you. And the biggest problem for many of us so often is he's right there beside us, but we can't see him. And I love, as Vincent said, and the Bible says that their eyes were opened. And I pray that our eyes would be open today, that we would see Jesus. Because if we get a glimpse of Jesus, our lives can be transformed and changed. We're going to prepare to break bread. The worship team is going to lead us in a song. We're going to sing together. I'm going to invite the team to come.